There's an old saying in the NBA. The vast majority of NBA teams, they are being propped up by one superstar player. Now, you can make the case that injuries are far more impactful in the NBA than any other major sport. Obviously, you don't want to lose a guy like Drew Brees to injury in the NFL, but go look at the Saints' record when Drew Brees was out. Final years of his career, the Saints, they were 8-1 and one without Drew Brees. Now, you're not going to win in the playoffs without him, but you can maintain for a little while during the regular season. Oftentimes, oftentimes it is not like that in the NBA. Star players, they are capable of masking your weaknesses. Just look at my Pelicans without Zion Williamson. Completely different team. They have the same players, but you remove Zion from the equation, they go from the top seed in the Western Conference to barely hanging on to the play-in tournament. The old saying in the NBA is, the best ability is availability. Now, while that's certainly true, there's also another aspect that can keep you off the court indefinitely. Because sometimes, the best ability is accountability. It does not matter how great you are. It doesn't matter if you're the best player in the league. If you are constantly getting into trouble, if you're portraying the image and lifestyle of a gangster... It's only a matter of time before you find yourself out of the league. Your talent might give you some extra leeway, but eventually, the bullshit you're causing, it will begin to outweigh the talent that you provide. You know why Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, you know why they lasted so long in the NBA? They stayed out of trouble. If Michael Jordan was brandishing guns on social media or publicly or getting into altercations with teenagers, You think Nike is producing commercials encouraging kids to be like Mike? You think David Stern builds the foundation of the NBA around him? The NBA is a multi-billion dollar per year business. And although this might sound strange, basketball is only a part of the business. The product on the court, that is just a piece of the overall NBA business. Image is everything. This is a star-driven league. The image of the star players that you're presenting, it matters. For about four years now, the NBA has been able to keep the real image of Ja Morant buried from the general public. But the truth always comes to the light. All it takes is one negative incident to go public. Once it goes public, the media starts digging around, looking into your past. Next thing you know, every day, there is a new story about you being released. The thing with Ja Morant He brought this all on himself with that stupid video he uploaded to Instagram last weekend, waving a gun around like he's hanging out in the streets of Memphis. When we talked about John Morant last weekend, I gave his parents a little bit of a break. I did some research on T and Jamie Morant last weekend. From what I could tell, they were positive influences on John Morant growing up, and that might still be true. But with this new information I discovered yesterday... Not only are John Morant's parents enabling him, they are actively part of the problem. The sports department at TMZ has been investigating John Morant. Yesterday, they published a report detailing an incident from last fall. Once again, it is another altercation involving John Morant and a teenager. What in the hell is with this dude wanting to fight kids? If you want to be gangster, if you want to earn the title of OG by the time you're 30, Why don't you confront real gangsters? You're not earning street cred by flexing on teenagers. It makes you look weak.
Last fall, John Morant's baby sister was playing in a volleyball game at Houston High School in Tennessee. According to this report from TMZ, once the match concluded, his sister got into a verbal altercation with another student. They called each other a bitch. Who knows what else was said, but that was it. The altercation didn't get physical. It was teenage girls being teenage girls. Most normal parents, they would not get involved. No one was hurt, at least physically. Most parents, I would imagine, would just let the kids settle it themselves, right? Earlier this year, my girlfriend's daughter, she was starting at a new school. Couple of days into the school year, my girlfriend comes home frantic. One of the girls at school had said something negative about her daughter. Can't remember what it was that was said, but my girlfriend was in full mama bear mode, wanting to get the school involved, the teachers, the principals, wanting to call the girl's parents. All these wild ideas that, you know, she didn't really mean. She was just in mama bear mode, wrapped up in her emotions, wanting to protect her daughter. After she got all of it out and calmed down a little bit, she asked me, what should we do about this? I said, nothing. Let the kids handle it. She has to learn how to deal with her own problems. We can't come to the rescue every time someone says something mean to her. Guess what happened? Soccer season comes around. The supposed mean girl, one of the best defenders on the team, my girl's daughter, is the best player on the team. She scored 10 goals in four or five games. And the two of them are now friends. They are leaders on the team. She dealt with the problem, figured it out all on her own. That is not how Ja Morant or his parents choose to deal with problems amongst teenagers. His sister comes home from the volleyball match and tells them what happened. I'm not sure what she told him, but if I had to guess, her version of the story was over-dramatized while also absolving herself of any wrongdoing. She's a teenager. That's what teenagers do. It's the responsibility of the parents to calm her down and de-escalate the situation. That is not what happened last fall. Shortly after this verbal altercation, John Morant, along with his parents and a group of adult males, they went back to the school to confront this other student. Now, the gender of the student is unknown, not because a biologist has been unable to confirm it. I don't think the kid identifies as a non-binary hippopotamus. Of course, these days, you never know. It is entirely possible this birthing person chooses to defecate in a litter box. Either way, gender unknown. But I can tell you with certainty, it's either a boy or a girl. Now, let's just assume based on the reactions of the Morant family, that a teenage boy was responsible for calling John Morant's sister a bitch. That doesn't make what happened any better, but it's at least a bit more understandable why they would choose to confront the kid physically. All of us would be pissed off if some punk kid called our daughter a bitch, but most of us would handle it differently. The Morant family, along with their entourage, they confronted a group of students, asking which one of them called their daughter a bitch. Now, before this took place, cops had already stepped in and told them, leave it alone. They managed to sneak past the cops anyway. John Morant and another man approached the kids with this unknown man slapping one of the kids' phones out of his hand. He then threatened to beat their ass. Another witness claimed someone in the Morant entourage was about to pull a gun. Now, to be transparent here, the police claim no gun was involved and everyone left the scene unharmed. It is now abundantly clear. 
John Morant has no one in his family or his inner circle willing to hold him accountable. You can make a strong case that his damn parents are part of the problem. What the hell are they doing? Confronting a group of teenagers in a high school gym with a member of your entourage threatening them with physical violence? Do you not understand who you are? Your son is a superstar in the NBA. Don't fool yourself into thinking this lifestyle is guaranteed because of his talent. It can all disappear tomorrow. This morning, I'm reading an article in the New York Times. Now, to be fair, they didn't absolve John Moran of his behavior, but they didn't hold him accountable either. Kurt Streeter at the New York Times tried to give us white people a different perspective on John Morant. He was critical of people who were calling John Morant a thug. Now, me personally, I don't think John Morant is a thug. I think he's trying to portray the image of one, but I don't think he is one. With that being the case, though, him trying to portray the image of a thug, you can't get upset with people for describing John Morant based off the image that he's portraying. The New York Times trying to explain the behavior of John Morant as simply a young black man making young man mistakes. Um, hmm. When I was a young man, I made mistakes. Damn near every mistake I made involved the booze, not the gun. If John Morant was getting busted for DUIs, if he was dabbling with recreational drugs, he was hanging out all night at strip clubs the night before big games, or maybe, maybe a bar fight or two here and there. That's what I call young man mistakes. All those instances I just laid out, I'm not talking about those things happening consistently all the time. I'm talking about it happening once, maybe twice. Those are young man mistakes. What we are seeing with Ja Morant, it's a pattern of dangerous behavior. Multiple altercations with teenagers, allegedly involving guns. Altercations with mall cops, security guards at NBA arenas. Brandishing guns on social media. These are all signs of danger. How did the New York Times explain all of this? Maybe this tough image John Morant is portraying is a form of self-defense. Really? Really? Self-defense? First of all, I don't think anyone believes John Morant is tough. Real tough men, they don't act tough, they just are. They don't need to portray an image of toughness. And second, this dude has enough money to buy the best security in the country. I would imagine the NBA has contracts with top security firms. This image John Morant is portraying, it has nothing to do with self-defense. If anything, this image invites confrontation. It invites violence. As an organization, the Memphis Grizzlies, they have tried holding John Moran accountable. According to head coach Taylor Jenkins, they've had multiple meetings urging John Moran to clean up his act. I now understand why it hasn't worked. His parents are part of the problem. It all starts at home. If his parents aren't holding him accountable, you can't expect an NBA coach to be able to either. Taylor Jenkins... He's not going to sit his best player, which is why I think Adam Silver in the NBA front office has stepped in. If Taylor Jenkins was going to hold Ja Moran accountable, it would have happened earlier in the season. Instead, they kept burying these problems, hoping a good lecture would fix everything. It didn't. 
Now, this is pure speculation on my part, but once John ja Morant uploaded that video to Instagram last weekend, I think Adam Silver got involved and forced the Grizzlies to bench him. First, it was two games. A couple of days ago, they extended it to four games. Wouldn't surprise me if John ja Morant is done for the season, playoffs included. This league is extremely image conscious. They love to keep their public image pristine. It took the NBA years to erase the perception that the league was filled with criminals. I think Adam Silver is using Ja Morant to send a message. This will not be tolerated. That's the case? Adam Silver is right. I know I am critical of him, but if Adam Silver is forcing Memphis to sit Ja Morant, he's 100% right. You can't have one of the biggest stars in your league portraying the image of a gangster getting into physical altercations with minors. This is a mentality problem with John Morant, and that problem, it's not going to be fixed in the next four weeks in time for the playoffs. This dude needs accountability. He's not getting that from his parents, his entourage, the attempts by the Memphis Grizzlies. They clearly haven't worked. Maybe it's going to take Adam Silver stepping in to save John ja Morant's career. But give me your thoughts. Another incident with John ja Morant involving a physical altercation with a teenager. Give me your theory. Do you think Adam Silver in the NBA front office are forcing the Grizzlies to sit John ja Morant? Do you think his season is over? Will he be forced to miss the playoffs? You let me know. Sound off in the comments below. Make sure to like and subscribe. Click the notification bell to receive all notifications from the channel. Best way to contact me is by email at btlkc84 at gmail.com. KC underscore BTL84 on Twitter. I'll see you guys tomorrow.